Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey guys, this is Mandy, and I'm joined today by Chelsea, Cindy, and Gio again. This is so fun. We're continuing (laughs) to, I hope it's fun for all of you. Um, We're continuing to read through the Psalms. We have 115 through 118. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a lot of things in here that I think are worth talking about. So who wants to start with what stood out to them today in the readings? Well, at first glance, I noticed that a lot of worship songs that we sing today came out of uh, chapter 118. There's a lot of little lines and choruses that we have made into very famous worship songs um, that came out of um, 18, um, like songs about his faithful love enduring forever. Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. Um, and maybe not that one exactly. Don't judge my singing. Sorry. <laughs> We're not. Um, Daniel, for singing. No, this this is a perfect place to showcase your talent. <laughs> yep. Can you do the of alphabet which, of, backwards? Of which, what else? Of which singing is not one. Oh. All right. So one thing that um, stuck out to me, uh, we talked about earlier, was in verse 7 of, what chapter was it? Verse 11 of 116, um, when he talks about his anxiety. Um, in verse 11 of 116, he says, In my anxiety, I cried to you, these people are all liars. Um, and immediately, as soon as you read that, Mandy, I thought, I just saw myself in that um, verse, just that at times when I've struggled with anxiety, I really believed that everyone around me was being dishonest, that everyone around me had an agenda against me, whether or not it was true, just making realities in my mind and treating the people around me as though those realities were such. And I see here, you know, in the same couple of verses that he's talking about his anxiety, which one is very um, comforting to know, I'm not the only one, even someone who made it to the Bible struggled with anxiety, (laughs) right? Um, Also in verse seven, he's saying that, you know, let my soul be at rest again for the Lord has been good to me. There's just a level of care for the things that we think God doesn't care about. We think he only cares about X, Y, and Z because of what, I don't know, for whatever reason, we think he only cares about covenants and sin and, and things that are important and big, but he also cares about the little things, like how you respond in your anxiety to the people around you. And anxiety really, like, it really does cloud your judgment. Like, it, it is very hard to think clearly when you're dealing with anxiety. And so if that makes a lot of sense, like looking around and thinking everyone has an agenda, everyone, you're filling in a lot of blanks, you're creating a lot of narratives. And that is a result of anxiety because it takes, I think it takes up so much of your bandwidth um, and just like fogs your, I don't know, just fogs your clarity. You can't really think straight. So that makes a lot of sense to me. I resonate with that. But Cindy, you had a different thought on that verse when you yeah, read it. Yeah, I, I was really curious to hear Geo's thoughts because I took it like the completely opposite way. Hmm. Maybe I deal with different people than you deal with, and my people <laughs> have conspiracy theories. <laughs> and so, are we naming names on this no, podcast? We're not naming names. <laughs> just referring to them as my people. <laughs> but maybe people that are in my circles, um, you know, they're uh, like concerned about politics they're concerned about the the um prophecies in the in the old and new testament for our future and all these things and uh i don't maybe maybe they aren't liars but i feel like they're calling to me like you're supposed to be anxious about this Hmm. 
shouldn't you be worried? Mm. And um, I feel like I just need to do the next right thing. I don't need to be concerned about, are we going to have another pandemic? Like, Yeah, when did worrying become a badge of honor? Exactly. It feels responsible. It feels like you're supposed to worry. If you're a responsible adult, (laughs) you should be worrying about all the things. And if you're not, you're lazy, you're disconnected, you're uninformed. You don't care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you walk around with peace, you must not be up on hot topics and like what's what's in the news and all the problems in the world. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I think if someone's asking us to be anxious about something, that should raise a red flag of like how much influence they have in our lives. Mm. <laughs> I sometimes ask, so what am I supposed to do with this information? <laughs> because I don't know. Yeah. I truly don't. I guess I should pray about it not to mm. happen or whatever. But um, so how does our how does a relation with Jesus inform our like how we respond to things that actually matter, right? So there are things that each of us care about very differently, like at a different level, right? Mm-hmm. Like something that's going to make me like feel passionate. Like we have to do something about this guys. Like this is a real problem. Mm-hmm. Isn't going to be the same for you. Right. And, and that's the cool thing about us all working together. But how do you stay passionate about something without being anxious about it? How do you stay passionate and care and want to make a difference without getting into the land of like conspiracy theories and worry and anger and this and that? I, I think that um, something where he talks about um, giving the earth to all humanity. Um, we talked about this earlier, just how it talks, how it points to what we value with how we've treated the things he's given us. So I think in line with what you're saying, there's a lot of conspiracies out there about global warming. And rather than addressing the conspiracy, we address, well, what's at the heart of how you respond? Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do with this That's information, good. right? Yep. I think, well, what we do is, we value what apparently has been given to us to show our value for the giver of it. Mm-hmm. Do we value God? Take care of his earth that he gave you. And then you can sort of avoid, one, the conversation of whether conspiracy tr- theories are true or not. But also you get to a heart of a matter that I think we're all trying to avoid with conspiracy theories. We want to worry about things because we don't actually want to answer to the fact that we don't value God. We don't value the giver of our earth. Um, so I don't know. I think that that's sort of answers it for me yeah we talk about what really matters yeah the heart of the issue anything else <laughs> oh so many things <laughs> so we can keep going yeah obviously <laughs> psalm 116 i love it just in the very beginning it talks about how god's bending down to listen to us as we pray i love that picture he's invested he's not just like taking a deli counter ticket and be like next, next. <laughs> it's like he's really invested and i think, wow, that communicates a level of care that's really, really lovely because he has a lot of things he's doing, a lot of people he's in charge of. And he's bending down to listen to me. I think it's pretty awesome. And and later it says, you know, God protects those that have childlike faith. And I think, what's childlike faith? What does that look like? That's talked about a lot. And uh, Jesus talks about that a ton in the New Testament, which we will not get to till September, everybody. Spoiler (laughs) alert. You know, this childlike faith, for me, I think as a chronic overthinker, Childlike faith for me is stop overthinking, trust that God will come through, trust that he is bending down to listen to me, that when I call up for his help, he's on the other side of that, that that's what childlike faith means to me. So his promise to protect me when I show up feeling like I'm going to not be protected because right, my protective mechanisms are plan all the things, overthink all the things, worry about all the things, talk about all the things. Let's do it again and circle up everybody. (laughs) And that makes me feel safe somehow. 
because I've got a plan, I've got a thing, I've actually pictured all the worst case scenarios, I have an answer for all of them. They're actually not gonna happen to me because I've thought through them all, right? That's the lie. Um, there's a better invitation. And the invitation is, could you show up and believe who I am who I say I am? And and you don't have to do all your overthinking. And guess what? I'm going to protect you. You don't actually have to figure it all out. That's really good. Thank you. <laughs> it's helpful for me even like, because I'm, I'm a professional overthinker also. And so like, it's good to, one, no, I'm not the only one, which I kind of knew that already. Mm-hmm. Um, but um yeah, just like how do we respond to overthinking? Because I think in our overthinking, we we forget something that's key. We're forgetting something, and that's why we're overthinking. But if we would just remember that one simple thing, we'd probably avoid a lot of overthinking. Maybe. I don't know. Should we overthink now it? Now I'm overthinking. <laughs> I'm picking apart everything you've said. <laughs> um, something that stuck out to me when we talk about using the Lord's name in vain. Um, growing up, I grew up. Uh, with very religious folk around me who who considered saying, oh my God, as using God's name in vain. It was equal. Um, I recently was listening to something or reading something and then seeing this when we were talking about um, in the authority of the Lord. Uh, Mandy, you pointed out. In Psalm 118? Yeah, 118 verses 10 through, what was it, 13. Mm-hmm. How he was like, I destroyed all this stuff in the authority of the Lord. I did all this in the authority of the Lord. Um, and it actually... Uh, Using God's name in vain isn't necessarily saying the words, oh, my God. It's actually using his name, saying it like actually using his name for your own agenda. Mm-hmm. So we talked about you talking about how like in the authority of the Lord, he did all this stuff. How amazing is it that when God sends you and empowers you and gives you the sending and the call, like you actually accomplish the thing that he sends you out to do. So like mm-hmm. but on the flip side, we could easily show up in the authority of the Lord. And I put that in air quotes, podcast world. You can't see my air quotes. Um, you know, or in the name of the Lord to do something very selfish and self-seeking and wrong and terrible and her and, and heretical or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and we should be careful. That, I think, is the true essence of using God's name in vain. Rather than saying the words, oh, my God. I think we should be careful to misuse his authority and his name and his mm-hmm. sending. Because then we end up the ones destroyed. We come out here to destroy in the authority of the Lord, and we end up destroyed and probably hurting a lot of other people in the, mm. in the midst. That kind of thinking puts us in like a prideful place um, where uh, I'm not open to anything anyone says because I played the God card. Mm. God told me to do this. So you, you have no place to speak into whether I'm right or wrong because I'm not giving you that place because I have the God card. God told me. And it puts us isolated. It puts us, if God really told me, I should be open to hearing from all y'all because he's God, right? Mm. I should be open to input. Now, I might get input from one of you, maybe not so much. The other one, yeah, go for it. Mm. Then I have to take those and decide and discern what my next thing is. But if I put myself in that God card place, that's so dangerous, but unfortunately common. Mm. Wow. Um, what is your filter for knowing God's voice? Like, how do you, how can you say like with, with certainty, like, yep, that was God saying that to me. That's a good question. There are seven P's that I use. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Let's see if I can remember them. The first one is peace in your own heart. Don't do something because someone else told you to. You got to have passion. I can tell you people who got married because somebody else said you two belong together. 
<laughs> and yeah, that's dangerous. Pa- passages <laughs> is one of them. Does it go against God's word? Um, I kind of stretched some of the peas because I wanted them to all be peace. <laughs> that's okay. Pastors, take it to a leader and don't go to the big dog because he might not know your life. And so he only hears whatever you tell him or her. Um, but go to your small group leader as your, they know your life. And it'll be less easy to get by with what you want mm-hmm. if you go to a leader who's closer to you. Your peers is another one. Definitely go to peers because they really know your life. Mm-hmm. You, you peers who are wise. <laughs> peers who are wise, yeah. right? Go to good peers. Um, particulars is one of them, uh, which is my word for circumstances and events. Like sometimes you, God says, yeah, go to, like, here's a great one. Go to Bible school. So then they come to Bible school and they come to my office when I was dean and they say, I know I'm supposed to be here. God told me, but I don't have any money. So you guys need to come up with a scholarship for me. And I say, like, I wonder if there's a timing thing there. Like, maybe you should get a job. (laughs) Come back. Like the rest of us all. You know, like, it's not my job to make your vision happen. It's your job to work through the particulars and the timing. Parents is one of them. Parents, thank you. Did you listen to that? Oh, oh, I di- I've listened to your husband tell oh, me that you. in his office. <laughs> Parents is a good one, and it's important to talk about because um, when you're a young person, when you are under the covering of your parents, um, you probably shouldn't move without their permission. But as an older person, ask for their wisdom. Don't ask for their permission. You are responsible for your life. They may not like what you're going to do, but get there. We you walk with me if I make this choice and it's a bad one. But if I ask you, should I do this or not? And they say no, and you do it anyway, because you feel like God's telling you to, you've broken relationship. So always get your, your parents have known you longer than anyone else on the earth. Um, they may or may not be wise, but God put them in your life for some kind of reason. So it's honoring to ask them what they think and then let them know what you're going to do and invite them into supporting you in that decision. You might learn something. You might learn they were right. You might They might back you up. I don't know. My parents have given me great advice and they've given me self-serving advice because mm-hmm. they wanted it to be that way. They didn't have mean evil, but mm-hmm. they gave me permission to keep having a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. That's six. I feel like there's one more. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. I'll come no, back. This was not a scripted question, so yeah. I'm very impressed with how prepared you were for it. Was, is one of them prepared? <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> I can't think of it either. Me neither. Have a Me? party. Have a party. Yeah, party, party feels awesome. Six. Have a party yes, to celebrate. Principles? That's no. it. <laughs> oh, well. Maybe there's only six. I mean, yeah. either way, that was great. Well, <laughs> glad I could help. It's so important for us to discern what the Spirit's saying. It's kind of the answer to all the questions. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with the anxiety? What is the Spirit telling you to do? How do you move forward with the decision? What is the Spirit telling you to do? Like, Mm -hmm. if we can answer that question, how do we know for sure it's God's voice? Boom. Mm -hmm. We're done. Like, yeah. But it's not an age-old thing. Like, it's not like you learn it once and then you got it. It's it's like practicing our faith. Maybe that's the other piece. Oh. I don't think it is. It could be but, so many words. But it sounds like it would be a good one. <laughs> yeah. We have to practice it like like a doctor practices medicine. Like yeah. you do the best you know, but you might not mm. get it right mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. And 
I mean, and we've said this before, but God's not up there just waiting for you to make a mistake. Oh, no. Like he's if you're seeking the you. Lord right. and yeah, he's walking with you. If you're seeking the Lord and looking to be obedient. Um, say it doesn't go the way you planned. It's not like God, like, ha ha, gotcha. It's like, he's not, it's not, that's not the attitude God has towards us. But yeah. I think more his attitude is like, look, they're giving it a go. Isn't that so cute? Oh, they fell. Oh, well. <laughs> but look, they're up again. It's awesome. Yeah. That's tough. <laughs> Psalm 115. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name goes all the glory for your unfailing love and faithfulness. Why let the nations say, where is their God? Our God is in the heavens, and he does as he wishes. Their idols are merely things of silver and gold shaped by human hands. They have mouths but cannot speak, and eyes but cannot see. They have ears but cannot hear, and noses but cannot smell. They have hands but cannot feel, and feet but cannot walk, and throats but cannot make a sound. And those who make idols are just like them, as are all who trust in them. O Israel, trust the Lord. He is your helper and your shield. O priests, descendants of Aaron, trust the Lord. He is your helper and your shield. All you who fear the Lord, trust the Lord. He is your helper and your shield. The Lord remembers us and will bless us. He will bless the people of Israel and bless the priests, the descendants of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both great and lowly. May the Lord richly bless both you and your children. May be blessed by the Lord who made the heaven and earth. The heavens belong to the Lord, but he has given the earth to all humanity. The dead cannot sing praises to the Lord, for they have gone into the silence of the grave. But we can praise the Lord both now and forever. Praise the Lord. Psalm 116. I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy. Because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. Death wrapped its ropes around me. The terrors of the grave overtook me. I saw only trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Please, Lord, save me. How kind the Lord is. How good he is. So merciful, this God of ours. The Lord protects those of childlike faith. I was facing death and he saved me. Let my soul be at rest again, for the Lord has been good to me. He has saved me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. And so I walk in the Lord's presence as I live here on earth. I believed in you, so I said, I am deeply troubled, Lord. In my anxiety, I cried out to you. These people are all liars. What can I offer the Lord for all he has done for me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and praise the Lord's name for saving me. I will keep my promises to the Lord in the presence of all his people. The Lord cares deeply when his loved ones die. O Lord, I am your servant. Yes, I am your servant born into your household. You have freed me from my chains. I will offer you a sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the house of the Lord, in the heart of Jerusalem, praise the Lord. Psalm 117. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Praise him, all you people of the earth. For his unfailing love for us is powerful. The Lord's faithfulness endures forever. Praise the Lord. Psalm 118. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Let all Israel repeat. His faithful love endures forever. Let Aaron's descendants, the priests, repeat. His faithful love endures forever. Let all who fear the Lord repeat. His faithful love endures forever. Um, in my distress, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. 
The Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Yes, the Lord is for me. He will help me. I will look and triumph at those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Though hostile nations surround me, I destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. Yes, they surrounded and attacked me, but I destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. They swarmed around me like bees. They blazed against me like a crackling fire, but I destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. My enemies did their best to kill me, but the Lord rescued me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. Songs of joy and victory are sung in the camp of the godly. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. The strong right arm of the Lord is raised in triumph. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. I will not die. Instead, I will live to tell what the Lord has done. The Lord has punished me severely, but he did not let me die. Open for me the gates where the righteous enter, and I will go in and thank the Lord. These gates lead to the presence of the Lord, and the godly enter there. I thank you for answering my prayer and giving me victory. The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Please, Lord, please save us. Please, Lord, please give us success. Bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God shining upon us. Take the sacrifice and bind it with cords on the altar. You are my God and I will praise you. You are my God and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, it means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, if you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, you can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you, and if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.